podcast contains adult situations, horror themes, and disturbing content. It may not be suitable for all audiences. Enjoy! Welcome, my darling, to episode 14 of the Blood Crow Stories. The tests are going well. The data you're giving us is very intriguing. Let's decrease the experiments for a few days and see what that does to you. If you're good, we may let you go. <laughs> that was a joke. You know what jokes are, right? Well, it's the day. I passed. I've graduated. I'm moving out of the dorm. I've been packing things all day. And I, I feel like I'm behind schedule in some kind of way. Thankfully, Chris and Amelia's place is big enough for the three of us. I mean, you know, it always was. I just have a lot of stuff. Amelia is amazing at organizing, though. She already has all of these shelves and bookcases set up for me, and she even has made sure that we all have our own space in the house. It will be a little more difficult to hide that I'm still doing the show, though, so I'm going to have to try and talk to them at some point soon. So, okay, let's get to this. I'm trying not to think about Aiden right now, because honestly, I can barely hold it together. Everything is so topsy-turvy, and moving just stresses me out in general, but here you go. Well, you certainly look happier. (laughs) Thank you for noticing, Miss, uh, Valentine. (laughs) Josie, please, we're far from strangers. Thank you. I do apologize again. I didn't expect to have such an emotional outburst during your performance. It was quite embarrassing, really. You aren't the first, and I'm sure you won't be the last. (laughs) Not if I do my job right. (laughs) Well, I guess so, but it's embarrassing. Regardless, thank you for checking on me. Well, of course. After all you've been through, it's the least I could do. Please don't say it like that. Don't pity me. I see it enough on every other face here. Everyone looks at me as if I'm Like, the only thought on their mind is poor, sad little Mary. They're just concerned about you. Sweet sentiments, but I know better than that. These kinds of people, all they like to do is gossip. I'm sure I've given them fodder for the next few weeks. just want them to stop looking at me the way they do. Well, then change. What? If you don't want them to look at you like you're pitiful, then don't be pitiful. I beg your pardon. (laughs) Listen... How many times do you think I've walked on that stage feeling completely different than how I behave? Every single time. Why? Because it's my job. It's what I'm good at. And what fun is it to look miserable and have people treat you like that? I'd rather smile big, put on a show, and we all smile together. Here are your gin Mickeys. Is there anything else I can get for you too? Oh, no, Cindy, dear. That's perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, so that's what it is. What what is? (laughs) The real reason you're so annoyed at people pitying you. You're in love. You lower your voice. I am not. My husband just died. How dare you? Honey, I have spent my whole life singing about love and performing so everyone feels like I'm personally in love with just them. I know it when I see it. Well, you're right, but keep it quiet. Don't know if I could handle it if anyone knew. (laughs) 
My plump red lips are sealed. But you know, of course, I want to know all about it. What? I'll be quiet, and in exchange, I want to hear the sweet love story. Well, all right, but anywhere but here. I don't want anyone listening in. I have to go get ready for a show, and I have a nice private dressing room. Bring your girl, too. I want to hear it all. Oh, I'm so glad Mary told at least someone, even if Josie did sort of out her. Gah, she needed someone to talk to. Man, you know what? I remember my first boy crush and all the drama that went with it. I didn't have anyone to talk to. Just this quiet kid in high school trying to stay in the back of the class, be as invisible as possible. Preferred not being bullied to the real me. Ugh, that was hell. Felt like it would never end. But then I left high school. <laughs> Had a bunch of internet friends I could talk to that supported me, got the confidence to talk to some real human beings in college, and, well, here I am now. I'm with Chris, Amelia, couldn't be happier. My family still isn't really happy with it. I mean, my mom, my mom loves Chris and Amelia. She just won't put a label on it. And my dad, mm, we don't talk, but um, hey, that's enough about me. Just, hey, if you're having a hard time with that stuff, it'll be okay. You will find people that care about you for who you are, okay? Now, let's move on. Well, this is weird. I've got one here labeled Gigi, but, you know, Darla, sort of, yeah, yeah. It's a bigger file, but it's got all these, like, segments on it that are only a few seconds. Let's see what it is. It's moving because you turned it on, you dimwit. You gotta push this button and that's... You touch, you, I, 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 I gotta work you... I got... You no, gotta you stop touching it. You, you, you don't know. even know what it is. It's a recording thing. She said she was doing her memoirs and she had to talk into oh, it. You that can't means... even spell memoirs. No. Okay, I'm sorry, but that is hilarious. They can run an intricate crime network, but they can't figure out a few buttons. <laughs> I keep bouncing back and forth between disliking them and kind of adoring them. Yeah, I've been really worried about Darla since the Gigi situation. Her voice, it, it did the same thing that the other voices did. And it makes me, um, it makes me wonder if she didn't exactly uh, know what she was doing. I mean, is it like the chef? Did whoever this monster is make her do it? I mean, fuck, if that's true. God, poor Darla. She had it coming. But, uh, I mean, it's not like she's entirely innocent. She's she's killed people before, right? Huh. Well, hey, there's another one from Dr. Johnson. Let's go on to that one next. Mrs. Rutherford has been doing well. She is recovering slowly, but surely. The extensive levels of her exhaustion and dehydration speak to the emotional distress she was under. I'm moving the recommendation for sessions with Dr. Weissman to be mandatory. I want to have minimal stress on her as possible. Unfortunately, well, it seems her friend Edith Crawford passed away last night. Simple heart attack in her sleep. Given the closeness of those two, the stress might have been also affecting her. I wish I had been able to assist her, hopefully prevent something like that happening, but I'm concerned for the stress this could put on Miss Rutherford once she finds out. The loss of a friend. Uh, yes? 
What can I do for you? Okay, I really think I'm cracking up and you're the only other real doctor here, so I wanted to come talk to you. You know how I called you down to look at that whole missing heart issue? I recall. Did you find the cause of it? No, I found worse. Since you came down, there's been more bodies. And all of them, no matter what the cause of death, they all have the same thing. The missing heart that appears surgically removed. Ugh, I can't take this. It's bizarre and it's the thing in nightmares. We're talking... We're talking nearly 20 people, all dead in a short amount of time, all with their hearts missing. I can't just continue to say this is a strange occurrence. This is a pattern, and if I could abandon this ship right now, I would. That sounds like a very dramatic response. <sighs> Maybe. Maybe I'm massively overreacting, but I'm really starting to not care. We need to talk to the captain about this. Why haven't we talked to him before now? I thought... Maybe somewhere in your expertise you might have any type of information that could change my mind. Some, I don't know, undetectable flesh-eating bacteria that only eats hearts. I don't... No, uh, I guess not. Let's go to the captain together. I'll give him my opinion as well. well I don't have as big of a fear as you do. Uh, my thoughts could help back up your feelings. Well then, let's go. I uh, hope you don't mind. I'm going to record this conversation. I'm attempting to keep a record of all my medical work, and as this pertains to it, I'd like to keep a record of this as well. Sure, I've, I have no problem with that. I can barely keep my head above everything happening right now. Perhaps having it on record is a good idea. All right then, Mr. Wilkerson, go ahead. Captain, you know about all the deaths we've had here? Well, yes, it's been quite a problem. It's more than a problem. I... I don't think these people are dying naturally. Or maybe that there's someone, or maybe that there is someone that is the cause of it. What are you alluding to? I'm not even sure. Um, anything from a serial murder to some type of unholy monster. It, it could be anything. Uh, Mr. Wilkerson, why don't you start with what you've medically found before moving on to your theories? Uh, yes, sir. So. Every single body that comes down to the morgue gets inspected. So I do autopsies where the cause of death has any reason for suspicion. Now, honestly, I'm doing them for everyone because of this. Dr. Johnson can confirm the bodies come in with all causes of death being obvious. But when we perform the autopsy, the heart is missing. It's severed almost perfectly. No external signs of entry, no scars, no previous surgery. People just don't walk around with no hearts. I don't know how much you know about medicine, Captain, but that can't happen. Well, no, that's... Well, that's impossible. Doc, you agree with this? I wouldn't if I hadn't seen it with my own two eyes. I was present for the autopsy and confirmed everything you saying. So, then what do you expect me to do? Shall I alert the passengers? Cause mass panic. This boat will be sunk by morning if I do that. They'll have my head. That's a bit dramatic. All we're suggesting is... I want an investigation open. You don't have to tell anyone anything, but I think we've got a killer here, and that means the cops need to do something about it. Yeah, uh, I'll see what I can do. Okay, I can understand why the captain is hesitant, but we all have seen every horror movie ever, and things always get worse because someone wouldn't just listen to someone. I mean, I'm sure the conversation was incredibly nerve-wracking for them, so I hope the captain at least pays attention and, you know listens to them. 
whatever this being is, I mean, some, someone has to do something. No one can do anything. But it, it seems like there's nothing anyone can do. Fuck. You know what? Let's just check in with uh, Leo and Fiona. Those two, <laughs> they're keeping me going right now. Leo? Yeah? Is everything all right? Everything's perfect. Really. It's better that it's been in a long time for me. I'm just a bit nervous, you know? Peter's the only man I've ever dated, so this is all really new to me. Oh, well, if it helps, I've never had a beautiful lady like you before. Never? No, I, I just never had any interest in it, or anyone. I hardly believe that. Surely there's been plenty of beautiful girls in your life. I mean, you're so sweet and kind and funny and so smart. <laughs> well, well, that's something no one's ever called me before. What? Smart? <laughs> yeah, trust me. Uh, my brother, he was a smart one. I'm just me. You got nothing to be nervous about. Well, I mean, that's not exactly what I'm nervous about. Oh? It's just there's just... You know, we're, we're living in these close quarters now, and we've gotten very close, and I've just never with anyone else. Oh, that's no problem. No problem at all. I, I mean, you don't got nothing to worry about. What do you mean? I don't. Uh, well, my brother says it makes me weird, but I don't think so. I'm just me, and... And I like me. It's okay, Leo. Just tell me. I, I, I don't. I don't really do that stuff. You don't? No. I just. I, I just don't really have any interest in it. I never have. I love you, and to me, that's everything. You're everything. I just don't have any desires for you know that stuff. I've never heard of that before. It's. Oh, it's kind of a relief. I love you, and like you said, that's everything to me. You don't think it's weird? I mean, it's different for me, but it's not weird. I'm happy to be with you. Oh, I'm happy to be with you, too. You want to cook something with me for dinner? I would really love that. What? 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 Is that what I think? Leo's asexual? Oh, wait, or at least, I mean, okay, he, he obviously wouldn't know the word for it back then, but, like, oh, man, this is exciting. Okay, okay, backstory. My best friend is Ace. They said they get tired of people telling them that it's some newfound trend. Oh, they're gonna be so excited when they hear this. And Leo's confident, too. He's not, like, afraid or even agreeing that his brother says he's weird. It's just who, who he is. Okay, I'm gonna go call my friend right now. Let me grab a tape. Okay, um, we've got one for Nora here. I know she had a rough time last time, but she's really tough. I believe in her. Uh, I'll be right back, guys. This is too much. I lost Arthur, the only man I've ever loved. I've lost my friends. They don't want nothing to do with me after how me and Arthur ended. And now I've lost, I guess, a friend. Aiden and I had kind of become friends. Doctor, you know I talked to him. We actually talked a lot. He and I, we had a lot of the same thoughts about this boat. Stuff just ain't right here. And I thought maybe he was going overboard. 
a little crazy on kind of being cooped up, but now he's gone. And all the stuff that happened before, Doc, you know that wasn't him. You know he loved those stowaways more than he loved himself. I think, I think you may be right. I think there might be some kind of thing going on here. He would say it was the devil, but <laughs> you know I don't think God would do anything like that. Millions of bad people in the world? I doubt he'd let all that happen to just a boat of people. But I think something's here. Some kind of monster. I grow so weary of being called monster. You! I knew it! Finally, someone I don't have to surprise. Nah, I saw you coming a mile away. You're going after everyone on this boat one by one. Aiden warned me to look out for you. I didn't want to believe him, but I knew it. And I ain't scared of you. That's funny, because they all said the same thing. What? Your friend. That rich man. I stood before them and they proudly declared they were not afraid of me. So I made them afraid. I pulled the rich one up by his tie. He struggled, called for his wife, and I watched as each final breath choked out of him. And your friend. <laughs> oh, he was the most afraid of everyone I've appeared to. That's not true. He knew exactly what you were. You're the devil and he wasn't afraid of you. He was terrified. I'm no devil or demon as he so boldly claimed. I'm much older. More ancient than the very sea you're floating on right now. I told him I would come for him. Kill him and everyone he loved. And then I would eat his delicious heart. And I did. I made him kill all those poor little stowaways he treasured so much. I didn't even have to be the one to kill him. You humans are so afraid of each other. His precious girl killed him for me. You will all be lambs to the slaughter for me. I am Mouse of the Ancient, and you will fit. in the theater department. I'm sure they could put something together like this. Nora's not... Nora's, Nora's not dead. Nora's not dead. And this, um... Meh, meh, this ma Malsif is not speaking to me. Oh. <laughs> okay, um... Uh, I'm pulling up a tape from Dr. Wiseman. He's at least sane and good at grounding everything. Um... I'm gonna have to do some thinking, guys. Give me a minute. 
Ms. Edmund. Ms. Edmund. Oh, oh, oh no. Ms. Edmund, I, I just, I wanted to come talk to you, but I'm too late. I, there was nothing I could do. I, I, I need to get someone. Police, police, help someone. Help, please. can't do this. Not Nora. Maybe Amelia's friends could fake Nora's tape, but they wouldn't fake this too. If Dr. Weissman... Oh God, he had to find her! <laughs> Nora, she's gone. She's really gone. <laughs> this is bullshit! Nora can't be gone! She just can't! She's... <laughs> she's... Nora! <laughs> Blood Crow Stories is produced by Ellie Collins and Scott Moore. Season 1, The SS Utopia, is written by Ellie Collins. Sound production by Scott Moore. Dr. Wiseman is played by David Benedict. Max is played by Evan Ivey. Tommy Washburn is Judson Ragsdale. Mary Washburn is Laura Hauser. Aidan Manis is Joe Ravenson. Nora is Emily Thomas. Penny Rutherford is Angel Ash. Leo Moretti is Charlie Close. Fiona Bedivere is Amanda Van Heil. Mel Seff is Eric Ravenscraft. Additional voices provided by Zachary Vaudo, Eric Green, Javakus Green, Audrey Statler, Lindsay Van Pelt, Leif Ballard, Arun Matthew, Daniel Van Heil, and Gray Lynn. This episode featured guest voice is Ricky Robinson of the Tortuga Twins. In his spare time, Ricky is a member of the Coast Guard Auxiliary. You can also find him hosting various podcasts as R. Mordant Mon, such as Success Freaks and the What Relief podcast, as well as performing at Renaissance festivals across the U.S. as Rafael Tortuga and the Tortuga Twins. Find them online at tortugatwins.com. Subscribe on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice, and follow us on Twitter at TBCS Podcast, Instagram at The Blood Crow Stories, and Facebook at facebook.com backslash The Blood Crow Stories. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash the Blood Crow Stories to become a patron and receive behind-the-scenes access, bonus episodes, and monthly chats with cast and crew.